Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Once again, it's Jay, it's Welly Fonzarelli, and we're about to get right into it because we're running a little behind with this, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are the world champions. And they did it in seven games. I said six, but they did it in seven. They got it done. But, 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 nothing summarizes this championship more than Frank Caliendo as Morgan Freeman reading LeBron's Instagram post. Classic. Check it out. They said you lost a step. Wasn't explosive as once was. The best days was in the real view. Questioned your drive. Your leadership, your commitment. You don't have killer instinct. Going back home is the worst mistake of your career. You got the coach fired. Players traded. Won't work between him and Kyrie. Him and Kev won't work. Love your teammates too much. There's no way he can deliver a championship in his hometown, etc., etc., etc. But guess what, Sonny? That's none of my business. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag this one is for the land. Hashtag put some respect in my name. Ha <laughs> Yes, sir. Bro, that shit was too funny. Because I literally <laughs> thought that was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's, no, you know I thought that was <laughs> And then when he hit him with the Sonny? Man. Yeah, but you know, was lit. That shit was intense, though. I was like, damn. That nigga cold. He was on there. One, I think one of the best ones he he does is, uh, man, it's somebody black. Because he always get that 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 twang, that black, like that swag in there. I'd be like, that dude's a character. He used to be on David Letterman all the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. But yeah, that dude, that dude talented, man. I mean. I remember back in January, we had this conversation about who's the best player. So, has... That shifted, or has LeBron always been the better player out of him and Steph? You know, I approach sports. I, I approach sports realistically. Realistically, everybody of knows LeBron James is the best player in the world. Yes, did he prove? Did he? Did, has he? Has he ever made me say, "Oh, he's not the best player"? Nah, I just don't think that he had that Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Um, Fucking even like that Ray Allen even killer instinct. I still don't think he has it. And in these playoffs, in all honesty, all it all this playoff showed me was Steph Curry is very similar. Clay Thompson, very similar. And Kyrie Irving is it. That's why Kyrie Irving hit the most important shot in the NBA Finals. And, and that's what won it. Collectively, Cleveland outplayed a better team. And that's just how I see it. You know, it, it is what it is. Am I shocked LeBron James won? No. It kills me that people look at LeBron James like somebody. You you go on record saying the uh, that LeBron James is going to win three or four championships. A lot of people know he's going to win three or four championships. I even quoted the Big Sean thing, and I was like, he going to get a ring. Like It's not shocking. But to me, the more shocking thing that everybody doesn't talk about in the playoffs is how trash the 73-9 Golden State Warriors played. They did not play like a 73 and 9 team. And that still bothers me. You should have swept the Trailblazers. Conference finals, I mean, that that, that Oklahoma team and was good. I'm on record as saying Oklahoma was gonna do big things. And they did big things. You know, I, I forgot I forgot what episode it was, but you you rewind back 
listeners, if you rewind back, you'll hear me say, you know, OKC is going to shock the world. They're going to uh, uh, Duran and Westbrook are going to do what do what to do, and they did. Even though they lost, I still feel like people need to understand that OKC is damn good. And once again, to me, all these all these the the playoffs just show me what players I can't rely on or what players I can rely on, and I can just name a few. Clay, um, Curry, Lamarcus Aldridge. I could even throw LeBron in there because I I personally feel like if LeBron James had the ball in his hand for the last three possessions, yeah, they would have took an L because of, of a few of his last possessions were him backing down Sean Livingston and and doing a I guess some type of dream shake that collected that you haven't done that collected bricks ever. You know what I'm saying? But. All that matters right now is LeBron James <laughs> won a championship, and all those people that want to live vicariously through his success, you know, that's that's all we see. I mean, am I proud of the guy? I, I, like I said before, I, I can care less if he wins one with Cleveland because I said if he stayed with Cleveland and never left, he still would have won rings. I, I thoroughly believe that. And really just prove my point because this team that he's playing with is not that great. They're better than his teams of the oh, past. Of course, of They're course. better than his teams but of the past. To say that this team is great, no, nobody ever look back and say that. No. Nobody. J.R. Smith could keep his shirt off. <laughs> I don't give a damn. J.R. Smith is still not going to be remembered as as a guy that was worthy of having as a teammate when it's all said and done. He was a guy that came through in a big moment a few times, but other than that, he was just a role player. He's going to probably be forgotten like Ron Harper. And Ron Harper is a damn near me to me, a damn near Hall of Famer. Ron, Harper, Ron Harper was key to them Bulls championships, if you ask me. Ron Harper. You know how many championships he has? How many he has? I, I, I want to say he won He won five in a row. He won because as soon as he left the Bulls, he went to the Lakers and won that first one with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So he was on, I want to say he was four in a row with them and he hit that one. So he's sort of like Robert Ory. He's always been there, and he's always been a factor. I'm not going to forget about him because I feel like that's my era, and I love basketball that much to where it is what it is now. Obviously, I'm a Bulls fan, but either way it goes, I I, I, I like players like Ron Harper. I like certain role players, but Jared Smith, he's not one of those role players I'm going to remember. It's not happening. He's No. You're not going to remember Jared Smith for the good he did. You're going to remember Jared Smith for the crazy that he did. You're going to remember him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when Cleveland won that year. Joe was walking around with his shirt off. Or, yeah, wasn't he the one that was untying people's shoes when they were shooting free throws? Or wasn't he the one that was, what, was pulling people's headbands down and stuff? That's what you remember about J.R. Smith. Yeah, J.R. Smith is a, is a, is a, is a character. And um, when, it's, when it's all said and done, that's all we're going to remember him for. Not having his shirt off and getting the presidential call to Tyrone <laughs> to put his shirt on. Uh as far as the parade goes, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch it. But, you know, more people, most people probably say, oh, you're a hater. You didn't watch the parade. Well, shit, I didn't watch Kansas City Royals parade. And they ain't win a freaking championship in a thousand years. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think I, I watched the parade because, like, I, like, I'm a LeBron fan. So, of course, I watched it. But I don't remember watching Golden State's parade. Mm-mm. I don't Actually, the last parade I remember watching was a Lakers parade. Like, I don't even remember watching the Miami Heat Championship parades. What's that one where he said, "I'm like, we're we not going to win one, we're going to win two. That's when he first got to Miami. Three, but that was, oh, so that was a championship. That wasn't even a championship. Okay, I remember the Mavericks, but then Ty, uh, uh, Tyson Chandler, he, that was a parade. He said, we're going to get one or two. It was funny to me. Yeah. So either way it goes, I mean, I'm just not the guy that's going to sit there and watch 
A championship Man, that parade. was the shadiest parade. I can um, imagine. I mean, I, I told the Cleveland's grimy. I remember. No, but I remember back last year when Golden State won, they had the clip of Draymond going on where it's like, are the Cavs here? Nope. Are the Warriors here? Yep. Where he did that whole routine. Didn't see it. And so, like, I, that's why that's why I was like, this is shady. But, you know, you can't say that, oh, yeah, we're a classier organization because you stooped down to that level and had the same amount of shade. Yeah, and, it's, but, and even when I hear the, the, the LeBron um, – uh, what, what is it, the the Instagram post that they read? I'm like, dude, let's just be 100 here. Nobody's ever said you lost a step, bro. I've never said LeBron lost a step. I don't think anybody's actually said he's lost a step. Really? I want to see you step with him then. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I've never, anybody that plays basketball. Anybody that knows the game. Except Charles Barkley because he's like number one hater. He's like hater of the year. Charles Barkley, but they get paid. Charles Barkley, Skip Bayless, they get paid to do those type of things. So it's like, why do you even listen to them? It's it's, it's irrelevant. I don't care to hear them speak. You know what I'm saying? And when I hear them speak, I know they're just trying to get a rise out of people. And it's like, like people, LeBron, like, people like Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller and Chris Webber. Even though I like Chris Webber, y'all can't tell me nothing about winning a championship. Mm-mm, oh, mm-mm. To, to be a champion, you got to do this. Especially not Chris Webber, bitch ass. Whoa! I got I got animosity against that nigga. Whoa! Only thing they got going on, he got a clean fade. <laughs> that that nigga Chris Rebbin, Chris Rebbin lost me money, and he he's frustrated me, dog. He's frustrated me in big moments. He to me, he's a cal- he's a caliber player like those guys that I named that choke in big moments. That's who they are. That's exactly who they are, and, that, and it, it, it pisses me off. But I don't even want to stand on this topic long. Congratulations to Cleveland Cavaliers for being the 2016 NBA champions. Hey, it is what it is. I, personally, me, I, obviously I'm a Chicago fan. I would like to see it be in Chicago, and I wouldn't mind seeing it here. I wish I could get the day off. Of course, <laughs> like I told you, I'm a root for my home team. Yeah. Because, I mean, shit, Houston Rockets get a championship or, or, the, or the Astros. It's going to go down in Houston, especially if the Astros get it. The Astros ain't got one in I know. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. If the Cubs get it, I'm rooting for the Cubs this year. I think the, the Cubs are the best team in the league Man, right I now. think the Cubs get it. You know, last time the Cubs got one, it had it's to like be 1900 something. Yeah. yeah. So that go down, I'm getting that plane ticket. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm getting that plane ticket. So now that to me, aside from baseball, I don't watch a lot of baseball on mm-hmm. TV. I, I, I'll go to a game or two, but I don't watch a lot on TV. There's nothing on TV left for me to watch. Except Ray Donovan coming on Sunday on Showtime. If y'all got Showtime, check out Ray Donovan. Uh, Power comes back on the 17th of mm-hmm. July. That's on Stars. And also a show called Survivor's Remorse that I watch on Stars. Yeah. Now, now this is kind of like a LeBron James um, executively produced thing, but it's not really a spinoff on his life or anything like that. What about the show with the Rock? Is that coming back? Oh, Ballers? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Ballers. I don't know. I think I haven't it, seen it, nothing I think about like that. Ball show, but it's a dope show too. Yeah, but it really, I mean, when it's all said and done, I mean, Game of Thrones is killing shit right now. I've never I seen mean, one episode. I'm waiting for it to end, like I did Breaking Bad. And I'm gonna off. watch every single season. I know it's worth. it. Yeah, like like the best episode of Game of Thrones was last week. Yeah, I, I watched it live. What's bastards? Yeah, but it was it was the fact that I know that. Shh, I know and that you don't watch it. Yeah. Show Battle of the Bastards is the number one show in television history. Like that's the number one episode. But what I want to talk about next, is something that we actually um, had on on the IG page, the N Zero Boundaries underscore podcast. If you're not following the IG, go follow the IG. And the quote says, when Rihanna comes out with Pumas, everybody buys them. When Kanye drops a new album, everybody buys it. When Beyonce drops a new clothing line, everybody buys it. 
Your friend wants to open a new business and starts a GoFundMe page and nobody spends a dime because they're all skeptical about supporting. Why do we pour into the entrepreneurial endeavors of strangers before we support our own family and friends? And this is this is something that we actually talked about on the lost episode that y'all didn't get. And by the way, I apologize for the quality of the lost episode. It was horrible. It was trash. But we had some good stuff and we just had to get it out there. But why do you feel that people don't support their own communities? Or not even their own communities, but their friends that, that do those endeavors? I'm going to piggyback off our one and only comment. Uh, Ladybugs 2.0 said, I believe it has to do with the fact that people are more showy than, nor- than normal these days. It's about the brand, the exact reason why people don't support no-name brands. Um, I believe she says, uh, whether it's made up by a friend or foe is because they see no value in the bandwagon that would so make it that would make it so cool to wear it. And basically, small minds don't see big visions. And most people these days, they want to catch the wave. They don't want to start it. Yeah, and, and I and I, I saw that, and I just immediately I, I paid attention to that last part when she said people don't want to catch the wave, you know. I mean, people, people don't want to start. They don't want to start the wave. They, they just want to jump on it. Like, and I feel like it's it's it to me, dick riding is at an all time high, and especially in our culture because I know everybody's done it a few times, but I'm not the biggest fan of saying oh. That nigga, oh, I was I was the first nigga listening to Drake. I put you on Drake. Or I was the first nigga listening to uh to Future or Bryson Tiller and these niggas. I'm like, yeah, you was the first nigga listening to him that I know, but these niggas were already famous. So clearly a million other motherfuckers were listening to, to him too. So why are you acting like just because you brought that wave to me that you are you trying to take credit for something that Really, somebody you don't else gotta put you on. You know exactly. Like this person, come, this person come and spit to you. You gotta and say like, "Hey, here's my mixtape." I'm spit nine times out of ten. Nah, no. more than likely they was on live mixtapes or some or somebody that they that they know about put them on it, and we don't know. But bottom line, I just really see it as we we live we live in an era or a generation of dick riders to where people. They wanna they wanna be able to be a part of something. That's why I said earlier, like people wanna live vicariously through, you know, LeBron James. Like they wanna they wanna be like, Oh, I'm a LeBron James fan, so his success is my success. You know what I'm saying? Because it's already successful. Nobody actually wants to go through the grime and the dirt and the struggle with their homeboys and actually invest in their homeboys because they know if they do that, it's a it's a chance they're gonna take a loss. But if their homeboy was somebody that was already established or already had that popularity, you know, set in place, oh, they can ride with that club promoter okay, or that you, local you rapper. It's a you don't support a lot of trunk sellers. No, you support a lot of shop owners, mm-hmm. and it's it's a big difference between getting from the trunk to the shop. And so, exactly. Like, and so you 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 can go in there and say, oh yeah, I fuck with you boys, tub. Now the boys got a shop. I mean, but when they were selling selling t shirts out the trunk, or when they were selling t shirts. At the at the at their house or or when or when they were doing podcasts at the dining room table, you know, were you really messing with them then? I mean, and, and hey, if you weren't then, and then you just, I'm, I'm sure they still appreciate whatever money that you're giving them or whatever you know free publicity you're giving them. But at the same time, don't try to don't try to be like, yeah, I've I, I known that cat since, since middle school, but you didn't start supporting him until, until he became that nigga, yeah, or that chick. You know what I'm saying? Like Beyonce, like. Obviously, Beyonce has been a Houston icon since since I was like eleven, which is cool. But all I'm saying is, a lot of people in H Town can't even really 
take credit for her success because I guarantee you, when Beyonce and them Destiny's Child was coming up, I guarantee you, Houston especially gave them a hard time. Oh, yeah. I definitely. guarantee you. But the minute, she, and I kind of feel like that's why she don't fuck with uh, Houston like that sometimes because she remembers the struggle out here. Let, me tell, you, let me tell you why she does, does fuck with Houston. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come down here on this tour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give y'all two shows on this tour. I'm going to get two checks on this tour. <laughs> on this tour. And then I'm going to give you two fingers from this tour. And you ain't going to see me again for I don't know how long. How long? I don't even see. I see you see Drake in the streets more than you see Beyonce. And why do you see why that. do you see a cat a Canadian cat out here getting all this love? Because that nigga was already on. He was already co-signed. Niggas love the co-sign out here. You know what I'm saying? Niggas have to have the co-sign before they jump on that quote unquote wave. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing to see. And I, I, I this is this is to me a fact. I see our people doing that a lot more because I know plenty of my like white homegirls and my white homeboys that was hitting me up, talking about South by Southwest and stuff, talking about a bunch of garage bands. Like that's a part of their culture. They they they're cool with with having that uh the uh, the hipster vibe like niggas that you don't know about. That's why people like Childish Gambino and Chance the Rapper don't thrive on our market. Like you know. With the with the niggas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they can thrive. You go to one of their concerts, gonna be filled with whites and Latinos and a few blacks. You know what I'm saying? That's embarrassing because people and, and then they're gonna say, "Oh, well, we can't we can't relate to this." Blah blah blah. But how can you not? How can you say you don't relate to something if you ain't even got a chance to fill it out? You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga child is always talking about shit that you know you know re- reflected on his. His, his his childhood and and a lot of people out there probably can't relate to his childhood if they can just take the time to listen to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cats, it's cats that can't relate to Lil Wayne. Nigga, you can't relate to a lot of that shit that go on in New Orleans. But then the cash money was was popping. They had a wave, and niggas was like, man, that nigga Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, and that I folks with Lil Wayne. Why? You can't say it's just because he's he's good. What made you really fuck with Lil Wayne? It was because somebody had already put it in your ear that it was already hot, and that's the only reason you gave it a chance. Just like Wayne co-signed Drake, rap a lot co-signed Drake, you jump on the bandwagon. And the bandwagon today is ridiculous. Niggas jump from bandwagon to bandwagon all day and night now. I know people that, and this is a fact. I'm, I'm sending facts. <laughs> These are not opinions. I know people that when Boston, the Boston Celtics, it went, this is how it went. Early, early mid-90s, everybody was a Bulls fan. Most people was a Bulls fan. fan. You know what I'm saying? Then that that Bulls wave started dying down, and then people casually, you know, they were fucking with Orlando, but then then they seen the Lakers, and they was like, oh, the Lakers are the hot thing. It was the mid-90s to early 2000s that established most of your Lakers fans today. That's less than 15 years ago. And I'm talking about people that are damn near 35 and 40. Because let's be honest. Most people were Lakers fans before that 96 draft. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You probably couldn't name me. I, I know I couldn't name you the starting lineup prior to that 96 Man, draft. Man, niggas, niggas, niggas right now, you can't tell you Nick Van Exel. Niggas can't tell you Eddie Jones. Mm-mm. Niggas don't remember when Luke Walton played. Niggas don't know when Gary Payton or Carl Malone was out there. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They don't remember that. They just knew Lakers was hot. I'm jumping on that bandwagon, and then people start trying to kind of creep over there to the uh, 
to the San Antonio Spurs, but they was too boring, so they bandwagon never grew how it could have. Mm-hmm. But then we got a Boston Celtics team. That Boston Celtics wave was ridiculous because it was either Detroit or Boston. But them both, them teams, they had it coming. They were like your first official black teams. Like, it was closest to the Fab Five you was going to get. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And once that Boston wave start, fall, start falling off, niggas start creeping, it was like, oh, um, LeBron James coming, you know. And you, when you saw the, the, the style of play that LeBron James brought to the game and the fact that he was the next phenom, Niggas jumped on that bandwagon quick, and it was under it was I understood it because for a lot of us, that was the closest thing to Jordan in a long time, besides Kobe. So when niggas had the chance to jump on that LeBron LeBron James bandwagon after they saw that that Lakers uh that La- the Lakers show kind of the Lake show kind of fading away, they saw something else and they got let down. So even around that time, it was it was either LeBron James or it was the Boston Celtics. So. All in all, and then with people like the superpower though. Oh yeah. So because like you know like they you like said with success. Boston they they like the superpowers like oh yeah I know this is an easy win it's Ooh. gonna be hard for me to be wrong wait LeBron's teaming up with D Wade and, and Chris Bosh I'm jumping this on is, that this wave. is an easy win it's that right there established a lot of Miami Heat fans there's still people right there that's gonna ride with Miami because they like Dwayne Wade and LeBron you, you like Wade, like you like Wade, Wade from like 2006 exactly and then and then like when LeBron came he brought some and then they made, it kind of gave Wade some new fans. And then, I mean, like, I, I respect Wade for what he did in that oh, whole yeah, situation and like, everything. But, like, you know, people like the easy win. And that's why you don't they don't support people when they're starting from the when bottom. They, when they feel like it's not an easy too, win. Because they see that it's a possible loss. You can take loss. an L. That L is, is, is more likely than that dub. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and not even to just stay on this too long. But it's still funny to me how so many people got to the point they was like, fuck Steph Curry. Fuck Steph Curry. <laughs> I'm like, Really? That nigga right there took over the world in like six months. I'm just like, bro. And, and, and he wasn't to that point where it was like, fuck Steph Curry. It's like, it wasn't the Lakers it's dynasty not to that point yet. Right now. Like, I, don't, you, I don't hate you Steph Curry. You weren't the Yankees dynasty yet. You weren't the Boston team from the 80s. You weren't there yet. I was, I just, I even go on record saying that I'm an avid Warriors hater, meaning I never cared for their style of play. I never have. So when they won the championship last year, it was like, oh, whatever. That type of team can win. It just lets me know what direction this game is going in. Mm-hmm. Their style of play is not like – I got mad respect for uh, San Antonio Spurs, but I'm not the biggest fan of their style of play. You know, and just because somebody doesn't necessarily want to jump on that bandwagon, it doesn't make them a hater. It makes them a person with an opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's like me telling Jay, oh, you don't like chocolate ice cream? Oh, nigga, you a hater. <laughs> oh, you don't like Bluebell, like nigga? You a hater? Like, come on, bro! I don't gotta like LeBron James. I don't gotta like Kevin Durant. I don't gotta like these great players. You know what I'm saying? I can respect their game, but I don't have to be a fan or or a ride or die supporter of them. I'm just gonna simply say, you know what? Them niggas good, but guess what? They don't play for my team. I ain't fucking with them. Yeah. As simple as that. Like I said, it's either Bulls for me, or I want to see the Rockets bring some success. And I can't be mad at somebody. You know how many Cleveland Cavalier fans are in Cleveland right now that actually waited 30, 40 years for that moment? I bet, I bet it's quite Real fans. I'm Real telling fans. You, they didn't burn jerseys. Dallas Cowboy fans and, and Texas fans and Mexicans out there, them diehard fans, man. Them Mexicans out there riding for the Cowboys, they don't play no game, man. They've been riding for the Cowboys since since 88. <laughs> they they ride with them. If, 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 as a matter of fact, they ride with them from 88 and when they 8 and 8. You know what I'm saying? 
It's just, it's just how it go. You cannot Shoot. turn your back on Shoot. the team because it loses. I was good last year when it was four and twelve. Yeah, but, but you're there. Y'all, we stay strong. Still putting the shirt on. I'm still putting the shirt on on Sundays. Put a, niggas don't want to put a shirt on that has a, that has an L that you know connected to it. But I don't mind because I know one day there's gonna be success. It's cool. I can wipe it out. It don't hurt me no way or nothing. Not gonna lie, I did see a lot of warrior paraphernalia Get, in Houston, Bruh. <laughs> bro. When I see I see some Seattle Seahawks shit out here, it's ridiculous to me. I'm like, really? Seriously? Do you even know what the weather is out there? Like, come on, man. Really? Seattle? Niggas got to get on that. Niggas got to jump on that W. You know what I'm saying? That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Like, they're like with me. Like, even with Peyton Manning. Me like a Peyton Manning. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of football. So, when I first started watching football, I was like, I'm going to fuck with Peyton because that's the nigga. That's the nigga I fuck with. And I still fuck with him to this day. If Peyton Manning... Uh, it goes to be the GM for Tennessee. I'm a root for Tennessee because I'm riding with my boy Peyton Manning, and and, and that and that's that's fine because I, I feel like I'm not the biggest fan of football. So we'll say it is what it is. Yeah. But if you really love a sport, and and I don't see how you can't root for your city if you really love that sport. You that's what, that's what I tell people all the time. Like I'm a Cowboys fan. I still watch every single Texans game. Every one. Nigga, at least you're in Texas. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like, is that like I watch every single Texans game. I have nothing against the Texans, but when the Texans play the Cowboys, my allegiance is to the Cowboys, and that's a lot of Texans fan. Man, fuck the Cowboys, cowgirls, cowgirls. This, yeah, we're not even in the same conference. Like we play y'all once every four years. That count. Should be like the Super Bowl though. Yeah, I fuck with that. Should do be live. I be sitting there like, damn, what's gonna go down? And Dallas be winning them hoes. Yeah. That's another story. <laughs> I'm no storyteller. Yeah, they moving right along. Yeah, I don't want to wake that up. I know I got a lot of Texans yeah. listeners, and I'm still mad, but I don't want to wake that mm-hmm. up. Also, also on the page, I seen this post, and I, I really, I really want to interact and go back and forth with some of our posters, but I, I kind of lost track of it. But it's this post where it says, "Being black is a choice, like like being gay or transgender." Girl says, "If I wanted to be black, I could just tan and wear braids. See, my choice." <laughs> Man, what ass say? Bitches, bitches be crazy. <laughs> again, let me take my Stephen A. approach. Being black. Is way more than tanning hair, and I mean not tanning hair, but but getting a tan and wearing braids. Like being white is way more than a stable bank account and good hair and good credit and good credit. <laughs> you just can't wake up one day and decide you're going to be black. Like I just can't wake up one day and decide I'm going to be white. The way the world is going right now, people are getting to the point where they're like, "Oh, I don't like labels. I don't like labels." But, and they don't like division of, of people. They don't like a world where it's divisive. And it's getting to the point where people are taking away the true value of what something is. Like, it's going to get to the point where people are going to be like, you're going to pull up in your BMW or your Dodge Challenger, be like, and they, I'm not Challenger clean. They're going to be like, man, don't call my car a uh, Challenger. It's a car. Don't disrespect it. Like, <laughs> what? I'm just, it's a Dodge Challenger. It says Dodge Challenger on it. That's what it's called. I'm black as fuck. I'm a black person. When you see me, I'm a black guy. I'm an African American. It is what it is. It it kills me because I know people out there that don't even want to be called African American. I'm like, it's people out there when you when you're having conversations, you can't say, oh yeah, that black guy over there, or or, or that white guy over there. People like, well, the guy over there in the plaid shirt and he had on the on the denim jeans and he had on those those black and red shoes. The black yeah, guy, the black exactly. Like, just Let's just say, be real. I see. I understand that you're trying to be politically correct. Yes. I see that. I understand that. I respect it. But if that man is black, you can call him black. If I'm black and you're referring to me, yeah, that black guy over there. 
That's me. I'm that black guy over there. If you're that white guy over there, I'm gonna call you. Hey, that white guy over there, the one with the hat on, you know, because that that narrows it down. Like you, it might be five white guys over there, but I'm talking about that one over there that has on the, on the hat and the overalls. You know, I'm just trying to be specific. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know his, I don't know his name. And I think people are people are getting so sensitive to the point where it's like, man, I don't, I don't even know what political correct is anymore. It's like, what the fuck? I'm just I'm just saying. The fact that a person can think that they all they have to do is do certain things inside the culture, and you could just change your your ethnicity on a race on a on your driver's license. Your driver's license say you're white, right? So you're white. Your driver's license say you're Asian, and you're Asian. You can't. I don't know what like you can. You can go through tons and tons of plastic surgery to try to hide your natural features. Mm-hmm. You can do that. But if you black, them lips probably still gonna be big. Yep. Your nostrils, you they can make them smaller, but they're not gonna be that small. Jackson five dollars. Like, like <laughs> that's just that's just who you are. And like if you don't want to be that, that's all on you. Yeah, but guess what? You're still you're still that. You're still black. You still when I pull up your baby pictures, you're still that. You're still that. You're still Michael Jackson is black. He's, he's black. You know. You know because because he was black. When he was in the Jackson 5, y'all wanted to take him away when he started doing good. But as soon as he started touching little boys, y'all was giving his black ass back. Yeah, real quick. They tried to give him back again because he got they found a sex closet or some shit. Yeah. Where he got porno with little kids in there or some shit. I don't know what's going on. But you know guess who, what? You know who else they do that with? They do Tiger Woods. They do that shit with Tiger Woods. You know, because he mixed. You, you want to decide which part mm-hmm. of him you claim. They also did that shit with Kid Rock. Because I remember one, Kid Rock has always been a country singer. They've classified him as a country singer. Kid Rock got in trouble one time. He was classified as a rapper. That time Kid Rock got in trouble, he was a rapper. So oh, all of a sudden you a rapper now. You ain't no Man, country singer. You ain't a musical artist. Justin Bieber. Yeah, they do that shit with you. I, I, I really do hate that shit that every time something go wrong, they want to link it to, to, to get on this or being black. I'm like, bruh. I swear Charlie Sheen was a motherfucker. I swear Robert Downey Jr. was a motherfucker. Bad these man. dudes were some these dudes was out there. These dudes had to literally turn their lives around because they were so out there. Come on, man, and you why are you acting like white white thugs don't exist? They do. This is this is when the racial draft goes around. It's like, oh yeah, we gonna get him to the black people. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't necessarily want him because he because he's doing what y'all have determined to be. Negro tendencies. Yeah, I mean, so my thing is, Negro, as far as Negro tendencies go, I mean, what, what, what do white people do that is classified as bad? I mean, are they just saints? Any, anything, anything that that's 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 good, they consider white. And I, and let me tell you this, because I've I've lived through this. I've been told, oh Jay, you're not black enough. You're not black enough because I did a lot of good stuff. Wow. So I I wasn't black enough. You know, you so basically shame, basically shame, like shame. like how they. Like even in church, when they say you know, when they class when everything that's that's white is considered to be pure and holy, and everything black is considered to be sin. Have you ever noticed that? Of course. That that they associate colors with 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 good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so, even even another example, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake went from white and sync to braids and tracks with Nelly. And then and beats by Timberland, and now he's just landed in the middle because he's still getting these beats by Timberland, but he's more white now. Like you know, they they let they let, uh, and I say they, I'm, I'm referring to the media, not nobody in particular. They let the the spectrum play that the way they want it. And so with that, I I don't, 
I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand why Negro tendencies have to be bad things. Like, like only only good things associated with Negro tendencies. Like he's probably good at sports. Yeah, he's probably good at sports. Straight up, man. And and to be honest, he's what probably what did be dead? What black what black Negro tendencies do that are good that they associate with women, with black women? They got big asses. That's it. I mean, I mean, they're, they're not they're not going to say anything. Or she loud. Yeah, but nothing good. Nothing, nothing no, good. nothing good. Nothing no. good. I can't. I mean, I don't. I mean, like I honestly can't think of anything. That, no, that, that they're they just gonna. That. Not that they're gonna black say. Black girls it. are black good girls, of course, are gonna say it. But if you look at the media, the media, which is pure crap, they're not gonna say it. They're not gonna say it at all. They just, it's just they they bash us all the time. And don't get me wrong, some of us don't help because we reinforce the stereotype. But it's still fucked up because it's just like. You can't sit there and act like Jamie Foxx doesn't exist or John Legend doesn't exist or Nick Cannon doesn't exist. I mean, those are... Or even LeBron James and Steph Curry. Yeah, Le- like, yeah, those are pretty, you know, clean-cut guys to an extent. And I'm like, I have no... I don't see them doing anything wrong to where you you should villainize them. I mean, they make their decisions. Everybody makes decisions, either whether good or bad. You know, we're all human. And I just think that's where it's going to go in the future, it's good. It's, that's why people are trying to make color not exist to where it's not color anymore. It's just, oh, we can be this or this this certain race, but don't see it as that. You know, I'm just I'm just taking up. I'm I'm just changing who I am because I identify better with this. They let they're letting. I mean, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, he's a man, but he identifies with women better, and they're letting people make that transition. They feel like. If a, if a gender can do it, why not a race? Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually you're going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of being a human. I just want to be a dog. <laughs> I want to be a panda. You know, that's that's what we're getting to. It's like, if you don't want to be who you are, then you could just change. I mean, shit, it started with people being able to change their names. So I guess they look at it like, why not let, uh, let a person just become an orangutan? <laughs> that's what you want to be. <laughs> yeah, man. What, else, what else we got? We got too much, man. We got we got so much that I don't think it'll fit in one hour. But we're going to make it happen. Uh, another uh, post I think that got a lot of people's attention was the uh, was the comment commentary on um, do are, are strong women, like, are they, like, harder to be with, I guess, or are they more feared, I guess? I'm not sure. I didn't remember exactly how it went, but I was comment creeping. And, uh... <laughs> The girl, when she made the original post, I think it was like about alpha women, she got a reaction from none other than the gun-toting villain NBA player himself, <laughs> the Negro bad guy, you know, Gilbert Arenas. And so, then, but, but but would you bring guns inside of an NBA that locker room? Being a, that's, that's reinforcing Arenas. the that's, stereotype. No, no, no. That's Gilbert Arenas' tendencies right there. Yeah. Like, you got to put him in the category by is, is he black? I mean, his name is Arenas, so I'm guessing he's... He's, he's dark-skinned. Yeah. So that, that's enough. That's enough. So, he basically went on and said, a woman who makes more than a man will never respect that man. She, b- because the man, she wants to control. That nigga's spelling is terrible. His grammar <laughs> is awful. But anyways, she will never let the man tell her what to do or take orders. If you look around, any power couple out there, the man still is above her in pay, so she still falls into her space as a woman. Beyonce, Kim K, etc. Now look at women like Oprah, J Lo, or any any one woman. 
who gets a big divorce settlement. They lower their standards to date men they can control with their money and will worship them. A woman who has their own nose, she doesn't need a man, and that's how they carry themselves. They think like the men, I'll date lower than me to control this relationship. A successful woman usually have an alpha personality, so two alpha can't mix, so she will go after omega men. And we got a reaction out of a guy named Dizzy Dizzy Gales. That shit had me laughing. <laughs> that boy said, facts. Linus scared a line will put her in a place so she dates a gazelle or a fucking zebra until she gets bored playing with her food. I was like, damn. I mean, ladies, I don't necessarily agree with what he says in total, but I do believe people that have they know they have control over their dating market? Because let's be real, it's some, it's some, it's some, it's you got good looking guys out there, you got good looking women out there, you got you have people that know they can control their dating market. They know they always have options, and when you have those people that have those options, they will go out there and they will seek, they will seek what they can, what they want to seek. But Absolutely. then you have people that are average looking people, not the not you know. Walking in that bitch looking like Prince or something and just getting the man in the female. <laughs> I'm just saying though. So I'm average as shit. Hey, I'm, I'm me too. average as shit. I, I, me too. So I kind of feel like some people date naturally. They 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 jump on the market, they spark up conversation, and they ain't really worried about that type of stuff, how much money you make. But when they figure out a, a dude, he's a janitor, he's inside the club, he, he meets this female, and this female happens to be a lawyer. They they vibe and they feel on each other, and then and then his lawyer is looking at this janitor like, hey, you know, you're it always comes up. It always it's gonna come up. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, what do you do for I'm a janitor. Oh, how much you make a year? I make about thirty five k. And then, in rare cases, okay, that's what's up. Well, I'm a lawyer. Blah blah. I hope that doesn't you know, I hope that's not a problem. You know, I make this much, and you know, put it out there. And then two people that have their egos in check, they can work. Yeah, it's a key word, egos. You know what I'm saying? So, that's the problem. Because now, if you put that in an alternate, an alternate universe, a dude walks into a girl, you know, the minute... Some some people have this this arrogance in this feeling where they're going to be like, you know, before you come step to me, what you do for a living? Oh, uh, shit, I'm a janitor. Oh, boy, you wasting your time. I'm a lawyer. I ain't got no time for you. You know what I'm saying? So, you have that. But then you have people where it can happen, you know, third scenario, they figure out, you know, the... Uh, you're the janitor. The lawyer's like, okay, I'm a lawyer. I'm a, you're a janitor. And the janitor's like, well, cool. Shit, if you cool, I'm cool. All right. And then further on down the line, sometimes that lawyer is like, well, I'm the man of the house. You know what I'm saying? Even though I got the vagina, I'm the man of the house. <laughs> and with that being said, you know, I run things. Things go go this way. You're the janitor. And sometimes they may come down on that person. Yeah. It does happen. That is reality. Switch roles. The dude's the lawyer, and the and the, and the girl is a, a security guard somewhere making nine dollars an hour, and the, the the dude is like, "Well, I run this fucking house. You don't do shit, but just open your legs and you know do what I say." People do those type of things, but that is not always the norm. Yeah, there are people out there that have their egos in check, and there are people that don't. And I just really think that depending on chance. Depending on probability, it all depends. You know, I don't think every woman out there that makes more than a man is going to look down on their man. But 
Do I think it's rare? No. I think I think it's probably 50 50. I think just as much as you'll get that person with the ego in check, you'll get that you'll get that person with that's an asshole just as much. I, I look at it this way. Okay, yeah, I'm a janitor. I make 35k a year, and you're a lawyer. Let's say you make 95. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, but let's look at it this way. Yeah, I make 35k a year, but I got a house that's paid for, a car that's paid for, and my expenses roughly between 10,000, five and 10,000 a year. But you're a lawyer. You make 95. You you got you you a lawyer, so you got this BMW that you can't really afford because you're trying to hold up this image. You live in this neighborhood that you really can't afford because you're trying to hold up this image. You got all this student debt from law school and everything. So yeah, you make ninety five a year, but you got eighty going out. So now who looks better? <laughs> yeah, you got more coming in and you got more going out. So at the same time, yeah, yeah, you making more money, you making more money, but we going out here, you still may not need me to pay for stuff, but you need me to pay for stuff because you're not going to be able to pay for stuff. So in my personal experiences, I've never asked anybody how much they make. I, yeah, me neither. I kind of, I kind of, just, just to be safe, I just assume that they make more than me. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not to be down on myself or anything, but just like, yeah, 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 you, you way you describe your job, it sounds, sounds, you know, good. Like you're, you're you use common sense sometimes yeah, you too. Use common sense. Yeah, you probably uh, do well. I was coming creeping again. And I saw this one thing. It's funny that you had said what you said. How you were talking about how they make this amount of this amount of money and they have this amount of money going out. I ain't gonna read it all because it's lengthy. But this this random website I was on. This lady named Jill. She was like, somebody made basically made a statement saying that, well, women need to make more money because women have to take care of their nails. Women have to do this and do that. Women require more maintenance than a man. And she came back with like. Well, that's kind of sexist because every woman isn't like that. But let's just be honest here. In all, the, in, in most of the women that you've dated, Jay, mm-hmm. have most of the women you dated had that type of, you know, if they had the money, they were going to keep themselves up a certain way, meaning they were going to get their nails, their toes and nails done. They were going to get their hairs done at least, you know, one or two times every, I guess, couple months. They're going to do those things to, to maintain a certain image, but also keep themselves up. I mean, women do do that yeah. more than men do. Cause and also, uh, a side fact, I've actually I've actually worked in the prison system before, too. Uh-huh. And um, in a male prison and in a women's prison, you get a lot of different privileges. Like, they allow women to buy um, stuff that'll to cut their fingernails, uh-huh. to paint their fingernails, rollers for their hair, even even types of makeup. Because that actually helps, helps boost their morale. Okay. But in a men's prison, you're not going to be able to buy no hair clippers. You, you can't do that. You might buy a razor so you can shave, but it's because you have to shave, not because you want to shave. Yeah. So you ain't going to have a stylish beard or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to fit in in a male prison. And in a woman's prison, they kind of want you to be able to have that self-confidence about yourself. So not to interrupt you and where you were going, but yeah, the women that I've dated get their hair done once, once, twice, every couple months, whatever. You know, they can afford, they get their nails done every week, every other week, you know. But I've also dated those that, Get, I'm just gonna sit here and paint my nails. I'm gonna clip it myself. Yeah, I like my hair like it is. I might get it cut. I might not. I kind of like it long. It's just, I mean, I think it's, it's I think it's wrong to it's say. It's a personality that, thing. Yeah, it's a personality thing. You can't say that that's all women, that all women have those, oh, I need to get my nails done. Because I, I know women that don't get their nails done at all. Like, they'll just, yeah, I'm paying my toenails tonight. And I have no problem with those women. No problem at all. I've actually had, you know, some of my closest friends are like, my closest female friends are like that. Like, I respect the girly girl, 
because the, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to call it, but I respect the girly girl, the more feminine woman. That's cool if you want to do those things. That's fine. Um, but I have I have grown to notice as I've been getting older that those I guess more feminine women that do those things they usually have the job to where they can they can have that type of lifestyle. You know, more than likely, and the other girl, uh, she might have the job to have a lifetime, but I thought she just doesn't care. And yeah. I really, to me, it, it all comes down to how, how comfortable you are with yourself. And for, I guess, it, and it really, I always ask myself, I mean, who, who are the women doing it for? Because, I mean, a, a dude don't know how much your bundle costs. A nope. dude don't know how much your pedicure and your manicure costs. You but when much. we find out, we be like, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh, shit, hell yeah. You know, but I mean, no, not to come off as sexist, not to come off as disrespectful, because I truly don't know. These are not things that I ask all my female friends, because to me, I'm a, I'm cool with letting people be who they are. But my thing is, in in all reality, just to get back to the topic at hand, women, depending on how they were raised, and depending on the men that that raised them or the women that raised them, that's how they're gonna treat the people around them. If they, I guess it's basically, long story short, if they were raised right, if they know how to love, and they just know how to uh, you know treat other people, they're respectful. Then they're gonna treat the people they come across that way. But if they're if they're spoiled, if if they don't if they never met if they never had a male real man in their life or a real, a real woman in their life to raise them, then more than likely that's who they gonna that's who they're gonna be. I mean, you you're, remember I was telling you the other day off air I was like you can't reciprocate what's not there. Very true. It's it's just not possible. Like if I'm if, if somebody's not giving you something, but you're craving it, you're not gonna. It's a good chance you're not gonna give it to them either, because it's it's gonna be hard for you to just give something that's not there. Even if your nature is naturally giving, eventually that naturally giving nature is gonna be like you know what, fuck this, I ain't giving you nothing no more. But I, mean, I mean, and 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 like you said, like you said, going back to that, you can't reciprocate what's there. Eventually, you get you just get burned out. Like you give so much to to a receiver that it's like, hey, I need to receive something too. What's up? Like if you can't sit there, if you can't sit there and, and write down how this person is bringing value to your life, then you really need to evaluate the time that you're spending with this person. Yeah, that that makes yeah, that's true. I mean, if if you're sitting there asking yourself a bunch of questions. To where you're saying like stuff like why am I doing this? Then it's prop. It's a good chance you're forcing it, and that's a, that's a that's a that's a huge problem that we have in this in this world. And I don't know if you see the last post that was put up. I don't know the young lady's name, but she was pretty. She was pretty real. She was talking about how when you're in love with somebody, love is never gonna push you to the point where you're trying to change them because it's it's just there. It's like you, it, I, she didn't use, she didn't say accept them as they are, but it's just like you don't see anything to change. So it's just like it's good. It's all good. When you see yourself in a position of trying to change them, then it's probably just lust. And people have a hard, a hard time identifying with, with love and lust because the sex be so good, they don't want to let it go. But they be like, you know what? The sex, too, the sex is great. So hopefully I can get them to start being like this. But one of my close homies told me, man, you can't, if, if it's not there, you're not going to, it's not going to show up. If it isn't there, it ain't going to come around later. It ain't, man. It like, that's just the reality of it. And people sit around, you know, quoting Bible verses and, and, and people being so hopeful. I respect that. But 
at the end of that road, based on experience, I'm almost 90% sure it's been heart, heartbreak at the end of that road. Yeah. And it is what it is. And, and, and we don't really mean to get onto a whole love thing here, but I know... A lot of women say that guys really don't express their feelings when it comes to love, and or when we do, we express it way too late or down the road, and and stuff like that. But the thing about about me, I know, for for as far as, as me expressing my love is like, I may not sit here and tell you that I love you every single day, and you know, just just send you kissy faces and stuff all day, but I do it in my in my actions, and I think that's something that women don't understand with men that we do it in our actions, and so. I actually seen this thing that people love how they like to be loved. Exactly. So if a, if a man is doing it in his actions, he expects to see your actions. Everybody loves differently. And seeing how everybody loves differently, you need to know how your partner loves and how they need to be loved. And also they need to know how you love and how you need to be loved. That way they'll know how to proceed and to go forward in that relationship. If that's something they actually can do, love you like you need to be loved. And if you can love them like they need to be loved. And you can also uh, go on, online and uh, there's this thing called uh, Love Languages. And uh, I think the dude was on Dr. Phil. Uh, matter of fact, we'll post it on the uh, No Boundaries uh, Instagram. And you'll see that there are obviously different love languages out there. I got a homegirl of mine that she she always brings up love languages. And uh, I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know one is like affirm- words of affirmation, physical touch, yeah. like gift giving and stuff like that. All that's cool. But... If you want to take a more simplistic route, you can take the test and then kind of from there, you know, you kind of got it in your face now. So if you got a person in front of you that that really craves your those words of affirmation, wanting to hear things like I love you and things like that, then there's no reason for you to force it along if you already know what, what it is. She's give, It's almost like taking a test with the answer sheet. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't do it, like I tell, I say all the time, there are certain things that don't feel genuine to me, so I don't do them in a relationship. So if I'm with somebody that craves those things, I'll try for a certain period of time. But if I realize I can't do it, then it may be it may be time for us to to go opposite directions. I mean, and that happens. It'll it'll be um it'll be beneficial to a person to to get to know those things on paper and psychologically instead of trying to figure them out. And once again. If you're to the point where you feel like you're just forcing something along, then, like I said before, ask yourself why you're doing it. What's the point? I mean, self-worth is self-worth is, means a whole lot. I think people fail to realize that sometimes when they're chasing love. But man, self-worth. You it, it's it's got to be some. You got to have a feeling too. And you, and the person you're chasing can't give you that feeling. They can only pump up the feeling that you have. So if you're chasing somebody to give you a feeling, that's probably that's probably gonna be something that's gonna not gonna turn out well. Not at all, not at all. Uh, but I will post that on the um, on the IG, and um, man, it's been a been a very interesting day, very interesting week. And like I said, it 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 will it will be hard to get everything we want to talk about into this one hour. It's just it's just too much for one hour, but. Um, I still think that as 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 men and women, we need to do a better job of not generalizing or just thinking we know each other just because of what we dealt with in the past and taking time to learn one another and realizing that 
no matter what type of job a person has, you know, that doesn't make them who they are. Just because a person has a certain type of past, that doesn't define them. It's just, you, 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 if you're really serious about something, especially like love, love is a deep emotion. So you, you, you kind of got to go deep with something like that. So, I mean, I don't want to get to the point where, like you said, it's all about relationships, but we, I think the things on our IG that we post, Honestly, those things get the most attention because I even have one on there about the uh, the top five ways to know the difference between love and attachment, and they got a lot of people's attention because a lot of that shit. It really, it really got my you attention know, as well. I mean, and, uh, we, if, if, we should go over that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We Matter of fact, I pull, I pull it up right now because I know when people saw that. I mean, you know, you'll have people that be like, "Oh no, it's not like that." Then you'll have people that just flat out agree. It's a mouthful to read. But I'm going to just give you... you just hit the highlights of each one. Yeah. Um, it says, one, love makes you selfless. Attachment makes you selfish. Bottom line. Two, it said, while love frees you, attachment shackles you down. You know, plain, plain as that. It's that simple. When you feel loved, you yourself. You're out there. It's You're in the open. Mm-hmm. You feel good. You're energized. When, when it's an attachment, you're almost like, bruh. When can I get these handcuffs off me so I can move? Uh, three is love nourishes growth. Attachment stumps it. Because if you're in love with somebody, nine times out of ten, you're going to be fucking with them. You're going to be like, hey, man, I kind of like that thing you do. And you're going to want to do it too. And then you all grow together. you know. But then a lot of times, on the other hand, you probably were growing to be somebody. You probably were getting better. But then you're with this person. And this person is like, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. And they're not allowing you to be yourself. Because no matter where you are, I believe everybody eventually is going to become a certain person and nothing is going to get in their way. They're going to have that. They're going to hit that wall like we talked about a few weeks ago. But that wall is going to get knocked down by the fact that fate is going to make that person who they are. Absolutely. Uh, Four says love lasts a lifetime while attachment lingers. And and basically attachment is that booty call that don't ever go away. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I feel like. I didn't have that ass before, so I gotta have it again, you know. And and love is not like that. Love is like when you get that that hole, you never want to let it go. So it's gonna be there, you know. It's real. And then five is love make love makes one humble, while attachment boosts ego. And that, that's I found that one funny because it's like basically you a girl either a girl has a trophy husband or a, a man has a trophy wife, and that's all they really present. But behind closed doors, it's an empty, it's an empty shell of a relationship, you know. And to me, more than likely, when you're in an attachment situation, that's probably what leads to cheating. I really feel like if two people are truly in love, their their love is going to devour them. And it's going to happen to the point where they have no time for anyone else because it's that real. Don't get me wrong. Temptation is a beast and it goes by individual. But still, when it's lo- when love is there, love is love. Love conquers all. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I found it interesting. Like I said, it's it's a little nice little article I found. It's titled Five Major Differences Between Real Love and Attachment." I saw it. And I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." And somebody might see it as girly, but I just feel I, I see it as reality. And you know me, man. Facts are facts. Opinions are opinions. <laughs> you know. Um, we're almost running out of time here. Uh, you think Gucci Man is clone? No. <laughs> Out of all the people you could clone, you would clone Gucci Man. Is that the only person you could think of to clone? 
that nigga there, man. Like, like anybody else, any we couldn't have cloned. I don't know anybody. Steve Jobs. Somebody. <laughs> we gonna we gonna clone Gucci man. Then we gonna clone Donald Trump. Right, like, like, really? ah, that's 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 Gucci. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, um, oh, R.I.P. Anton Yelton. You know, that's my boy. Ah, uh, Thomas Charlie Bartlett. That, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people may not know who he is, but I, I remember when I seen that movie about a couple of years ago, and I was like, man, this dude, he has like, he has like a um, uh, he is. It's an old school vibe to him. It's like he has that Breakfast Club, you know, pretty in pink type of vibe that he brought to one of the movies I saw and I'm like I like this cat because I, I grew up on 80s movies like you know Ferris Bueller's Day Off you know I like those movies and I watch, when I watched Charlie Bartlett that's when I was like okay this dude's dope and I seen him in other movies and then he was in Odd Thomas I thought you know Odd Thomas I believe it's a, it's a book or it was I forgot where it came from but Odd Thomas was supposed it might have a part two in the making I'm not sure but I, I think Odd Thomas is on Netflix so if you get a chance check it out you might like it, and also he's in the, in the Star Trek movies. You know, he's Chekhov in the Star Trek movies, and uh, if you watch the Star Trek movies. Speaking of movies. What's up? I went to go see Finding Dory. Uh-huh. And I've never seen Finding Nemo. In 13 years, you haven't seen Finding Nemo? I've never seen Independence Day or Armageddon. I, I, I just, of those movies that were so big at the time, it was like I'd catch them later. You know what I'm saying? But I've never seen Finding Nemo. And personally, I'm glad I didn't. That shit is sad as fuck. <laughs> no, Why no, are these no, movies no. So bad? Let me tell you. Finding Dory was sad as let shit. Let me tell you what was sad as fuck. The Princess and the Frog. I'm sitting there watching The Princess and the Frog with my niece. She's seen it a dozen times. Little lightning bug in her name, Ray, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie. They fuck around, step on the lightning bug. And I'm crushed. And I, and I, and I look at my niece. I said, I said, Paige, what happened? Oh, he died, Uncle Jay. I was about to break down watching this shit. I say this is depressing as shit. I don't see how little kids watch this. Disney be trying to get niggas to cry, <laughs> and I've been peeping that. They almost a had me. Big Hero Six trying to get tragic, you to cry. Tragic. You know what I'm saying? Princess and the Frog, Finding Dory. The whole concept of Finding Dory having short term memory is fucked up. I'm like, this shit ain't cool. Like. She don't remember shit. She lose her family for years, and y'all just sitting there like this entertainment. I saw a movie called it's uh Christopher Nolan's first movie. It's called Memento. Well, it's his second movie. It's called Memento. He had the same uh, degenerate brain disease that Dory had, and in the real world, in reality, he had to write down everything. Mm-hmm. So every time he wrote down some, because you know he was gonna forget it like six minutes. So within that six minutes, when he forgot. You know, he he was he was like had to revert back to his notes. But then, long story short, we live in the real world here. If you come across somebody that you know it, you're gonna forget something in six minutes, and you get a hold of his of his uh his notebook where he's taking notes, you gonna do some crooked shit if you're that type of person. So when that started happening to him, he started taking pictures, and then he would take put notes on the pictures. But then somebody found a way to manipulate that. So it was just a fucked up movie. Uh, and, and I, I, as soon as I saw Finder, bro, I'm like, Finder Door, I'm like, this is Walt Disney Productions is fucked up. <laughs> they're, Taking they're, an old story, putting a, putting a childlike spin on it, and selling the shit out of you it. You gotta think about Tangled. This chick was in a freaking castle locked in there, and she wasn't supposed to go nowhere. That's some evil shit. Like, Disney be on some evil shit. <laughs> I'm just like, the evil I mean, empire. Yeah, Disney, I mean, Finder Door was cool, but. 
I'm, I'm on a Disney uh, binge right now, so I'm going to go check out Big Friendly Giant probably uh, when it come out. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't see con- The Conjuring 2 yet, but I, I wanted to go see Finding Dora. I was like, what am I going to do with this Fandango, Fandango gift card I got? So let me be nice. Let me go watch Finding Dora. But, uh, yeah, it was cool, but, man, that shit is too much for me, man. I mean, I, I, I don't mind sappy movies or horror movies or sad movies, but... You ain't gotta animate it. If it's animated, I'm automatically assuming, okay, this is gonna be a nice, good ending. Nice little wholesome. But then when you just go back and think about it, man, Bambi Mama died. Pocahontas, when she was fucked off. Mufasa died. Man, Mufasa, man, this one. You just really think of it. Toy Story 3. Wait, so Disney killed a lot of people, okay? (laughs) Toy Story 3, though? That's at the top of it. You I, see, I don't even remember what happened in Toy Story. 3. And at the end, when they, when they was about to get putting that incinerator, oh, that shit was tragic. Okay, yeah, shit, the yeah, villain yeah. in that movie was tragic. That damn bear, he was living as fuck. Like I ain't seen the villain. <laughs> he might be on my top five villain. <laughs> that villain right there was evil. But man, I, that's, that's all I gotta say, man. But uh, as far as that goes, it's been a, it's been a lot of. Like I said, too much for one hour. We we can go we can go on for a whole another hour if we really wanted to, but. We'll save it. I, I, know, I know y'all don't want to hear all that. Yeah. So, with that, I'm going to bring you my words of advice. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, this goes out to the, the, the sneakerhead the sneakerhead nation. I, I, I've i been a sneakerhead for a while. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm semi-retired right now. When, I, when y'all are lined up in front of the mall to get the Jordans or to get whatever it is, and then the people walk by, I don't care if they're older black people, older white people, or, or anything, and they walk by and judge you, just remember, these motherfuckers going to be lined up for iPhones in a couple of months, too. So don't feel bad. So don't feel bad. Don't let them judge you because everybody has their vice. Everybody has their hobby. Do you love yours? I feel that. Uh, my, mine, uh, I wasn't really ready for words of advice yet. But and since we're here, um, I have some advice for you. Make sure that you that you check out the, uh, the Snapchats that are available on the Instagram, which is n zero underscore no, it's it's n zero boundaries underscore podcast. I won't mess it up. Um, make I'm sure, not gonna lie to you. My Snapchat boring as fuck. Hey, man, let's I don't even Snapchat. If you want to see the faces of the of the of the heroes of this? I show, don't even put my face on my Snapchat. Hey, if you want to hear the voices or you want to see what we're doing on a regular day, I'm driving and you're looking at my dad. <laughs> Hey man, it's something. If you want to feel closer to us in some way or another, either come to the uh, to the Instagram or come to the uh, to the Snapchats. Eventually, there'll be more. Bear with us; it's a growing progress. Like I said before, when it comes to black people supporting black businesses, and this ain't even a business. This is a, a freebie. This is a hobby, and at the end of the day, we can still get some support. All we ask for you to do is give thirty. 30 minutes to an hour of your time, listen to our shit. When you meet up with us or if you're on Instagram, give us some feedback. It's almost like we don't want money. We just want some attention. As bad as it sounds. but Attention is the new money. Hey, you know, it it is what it is. So with that being said, man, support your black businesses. Support your Hispanic businesses. You know, be be friendly to your neighbor. And once again, the, the facts are facts. And don't let the opinions hurt your feelings. You gonna do the sign off this week? Nah, you got it, brother. You don't do the sign off? Yeah, I just it was it was I was I didn't sound good as I thought last week. I need some more practice. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, 
people had craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary 